Serving New York State and Southern Ontario. You're listening to WDCX FM Buffalo, WDCX HD1 Buffalo, and WDCC AM Buffalo. WDCX AM Rochester and WDCX HD1 Rochester and WDCD Albany. This is Lifeline with Neil Bora on WDCX. No matter where you're listening, Neil Boron gets you to the heart of the conversation, the epicenter of what's going on. In western New York, southern Ontario, or around the world, join us at 1-800-684-2848 or 716-883-5000. Now, here's Neil Boron, live. Hey, good to have you with us on a Thursday edition of Lifeline. You heard Carrie mention earlier during Worship 1 to 3, that we would be coming to you live today from the Harvest Bible Chapel in Oakville, Ontario, and that's exactly where we are. Brett is here with me, and also the Zach man. Steve-O running things back at the station, holding the fort down. Thanks for tuning in, being a part of the broadcast today. I'm really looking forward to what's coming up here. We'll have an opportunity to spend some time with Robbie Simons, the lead pastor at Harvest Bible Chapel in Oakville. Also, a gentleman by the name of Pastor Paul Martin, He's a pastor here in the GTA, and he's one of the organizers of the Ontario Regional Chapter of the Gospel Coalition. Now, the Gospel Coalition is an international group headquartered primarily in the U.S., but with chapters in other parts of the world, including uh, Ontario here. And so we're going to have an opportunity to talk about what the Gospel Coalition is. But reality is simply this. We live in a changing world, and there are people moving further and further away from the truth of God's Word So how is it that the church is going to be able to cling to the central truths of the gospel and to hold firm to the foundations of our faith? Well, the Gospel Coalition was formed for that reason. So we'll get a chance to spend some time with Paul Martin and Robbie Simons in the early part of today's program. And then a little bit later on, Robbie Zacharias of Robbie Zacharias International Ministries is going to join us. And we're actually going to be giving away one of the Burning Questions DVDs today. Some of you may want to join the conversation. Let me just say this. If you've ever wanted to speak with Ravi Zacharias directly, you'll have your chance today, because we will have the phone lines open briefly. It's not going to be a long segment, so when we get to it somewhere around 4.30 this afternoon, do not hesitate. I mean, if you're a listener to uh, any of his programs, Let My People Think or Just Thinking, both of which are heard on WDCX, and you've thought to yourself, you know, there's something I really love to ask Ravi. Well, uh, you'll have that opportunity today, and the phone lines will be open briefly, so don't hesitate to join us later. Those of you who participate will be eligible to win a copy of the Burning Questions DVD from Ravi Zacharias International Ministries. And, um, of course, they have offices in the U.S. and in Canada, but one of the reasons we've talked about them a lot recently is that this summer, Tyndale University will host an, an RZIM summer school right here in southern Ontario. RZIM, for those of you north of the border, but it's a week-long, intensive summer school experience with the apologists of Ravi Zacharias International Ministries. And I'm talking about people like Stuart McAllister, Dr. Andy Bannister, Nabil Qureshi, and, of course, Ravi Zacharias will be there himself. It's Sunday, June 28th through Friday, July 3rd, and it is happening at the Tyndale University and Seminary Campus in Toronto, their brand-new Bayview campus. So more details on that coming up later, but we will have the privilege of speaking with Robbie Zacharias today, and we're really looking forward to it. So make sure you're around for the conversation with Robbie Simons and Paul Martin coming up early, and then Robbie Zacharias a little bit later on. And then we'll have an opportunity to spend some time with a man named Sean Carney, who's one of the co-founders of 40 Days for Life. 
We talk about the abortion issue from time to time and God's clear perspective on his, um, his position on the life issue, and that is that God is all about life, and Jesus came to give us life. And God is the author of life from conception until natural death. He's also the author of eternal life, which can only be found in the person of Jesus. And we are all about standing for life here on Lifeline and uh, on WDCX and the Crawford Broadcasting Company. So it's going to be an honor to meet Sean Carney. He's a young man, as I said, that helped found 40 Days for Life. He's done pro-life speaking in many places around the U.S. and Canada. He's uh, a much-sought-after speaker and author of several materials related to um, to the pro-life issue. But he's going to be a featured speaker at an upcoming banquet that the Northtown Pregnancy Center is doing uh, on Thursday, May 7th, at the Adams Mark Hotel in Buffalo. It's a free banquet. You get a chance to meet him. He's helped raise something in the neighborhood of $18 million for pro-life and crisis pregnancy center kind of ministries around the world. He's had a profound impact in the lives of a number of people, including former Planned Parenthood directors, some of whom have come to faith in Christ. Really passionate young man. We're going to get the opportunity to spend some time with Sean Carney during our last hour of conversation on Lifeline and then meet the co-founders of the Northtown Pregnancy Center, Luann Soto and Colleen Schock. They've been with me a couple of times on Lifeline. So that's where we're headed today. We've got a lot of ground to cover. We'll take a break and be back with Brett Larson, our general manager here at WDCX, live from the Harvest Bible Chapel. In just a moment, don't go away. More of Lifeline coming up after this from our friends at Firth Jewelers. Mother's Day's coming. Get a gift for mom at Firth. Lifeline, not social media, just real people talking about real life. Imagine that, how, how radical that sounds in this day and age. Not social media, real people talking about real life. The original social media. That's like off the charts crazy. I can't even wrap my brain around that right now. <laughs> Unreal. While we are here live at Harvest Bible Chapel in Oakville, Ontario, and in a moment, Robbie Simons, the lead pastor, will join us. Also, Pastor Paul Martin is one of the organizers of the Gospel Coalition, the uh, Ontario Regional Chapter here. And uh, just kind of an honor to be uh, in the house here with the folks at Harvest Bible Chapel. Many of our listeners listen to Live in the Light daily on DCX or on Sunday mornings. And uh, it's an awesome place. God is a work. Is, is Pastor Paul even here? He's hard to see through the crowd. Yes, yeah, right. My goodness. Oh, there he is. God has blessed him with something I, I don't know anything about. It's called hype. <laughs> I, you know I'm going to bring it up. There's no way I can't bring that, not bring that up a little no. bit later. Yeah. In any case, um, standing for truth and righteousness, proclaiming Christ as the risen Lord, the only one in whom salvation is found, that sounds a lot like what, what we want to do on DCX. It is, and, it, it, and partnering with Harvest Bible uh, for Live in the Light and, and Robbie Simon's... Uh, heard every day on our station at 11:30 it's just uh it's such a privilege for us because we want to promote and partner with churches who are uh pro- proclaiming God's truth in a in a culturally relevant way but who are really uh making a difference and not afraid to stand up and uh, really a, in a day and age where it's not the most popular thing to do it is not popular as a matter of fact you can find yourself in trouble with a variety of people if you're willing to proclaim the truth and Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life, but Jesus can be offensive because he is truth, right? Mm-hmm. And um, just so grateful for people like Robbie Simons who continue to proclaim the truth on programs like Live in the Light, which is heard 7.30 Sunday mornings and also at 11.30 weekday mornings on DCX. But um, 
no need to shy away from this kind of stuff. And you know that our owner, Don Crawford, knows that the day may come when even in Christian radio we may be censored in some fashion or the mm-hmm. persecution may come for proclaiming the truth, but we have no intention of stopping. Yeah, we have, we have no intention of changing or stopping anything we do. Well, we won't. Um, and whatever, whatever that means, it will mean uh, as we go on and, and as, as culture shifts, um, we will become less and less uh, attractive to people out there and, and probably get more and more hurdles and challenges uh, sent our way. And we're ready to just keep going. And whatever, whatever happens as a result, we, we accept and we'll move on. You know how unique this situation is that we, God placed WDCX on the border of Canada, which gives us an opportunity as Americans to do things on the air that uh, are much more risky north of the border. In other words, we're able to do things that Canadian broadcasters can't do yeah. because we're under American you know, rules and regulations through the FCC. Yeah, and it really, uh, our Canadian friends have had a much harder time getting started in Christian broadcasting because uh, it just didn't have the roots that the United States did. And, and I, I think probably culturally or, or, or with where we're at in the world, we would have the same difficulties had we not um, had such a grandfathered, uh, strong um, uh, legacy of, of Christian broadcasting with NRB protecting for many, many years, uh, the, the so I guess the, I don't know the term rights of Christian broadcasters. Um, we just we're just a bigger animal in the states, and, and we know uh, it's just harder to combat for for people who come against us. Yeah, and grateful that Don Crawford has continued to allow us the opportunity to broadcast unashamedly the gospel of Jesus yeah. Christ twenty four seven. And uh, and even to have this opportunity, it, it really is. It's 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 a blessing, and to have uh, the power that we we were just graciously given by God uh, to have so many years to to broadcast to so many people. It's just so cool. I don't know so if fun. I'm allowed to bring this up, but I'm going anyway. I remember about I don't know, 15 years ago or so, mm-hmm. seeing a copy of a letter. Somebody had had written Mr. Crawford and said. I want to buy WDCX. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason they wanted it, it's 110,000 watt FM. It's the most powerful full-time station east of the Mississippi River. All right? So we have this incredible asset God has blessed us with. And they said, you know, the rock and roll stations, whatever, I mean, they want that signal because they want to be able to reach Toronto. I mean, yeah. it's, it, there's big money for secular marketers to have a station like WDCX. So they offered him some outrageous sum of money. Right. And I, I remember reading the letter, his response, yeah. Dear so-and-so. WDCX is not for sale. My best, Donald Crawford. Yep. And the reason is, he's committed to standing firm and presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I'm so grateful to work for an owner like that. Yeah, that's happened actually more times than people realize. Uh, it's, it's a very, very, very high... Even... We, we live in a world of, you know, you have new media and digital media, but uh, but radio is still extremely sought after, and um, this station would would, go, would you'd fall over if you know what someone would pay for it. But it, that's that's not what we're here for. Um, it's not it's not why we exist, and uh, we'll 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 use it for His glory. Well, in a moment, we're going to come back and talk with Robbie Simons and Paul Martin about uh, a worldwide effort, literally, the Gospel Coalition now, uh, including churches from many nations, uh, churches pulling together to rally around gospel-centered ministry to make sure that it is proclaimed for the next generation and for generations to come. And it's so cool because um, we're seeing in different pockets of Christian work, different organizations uh, coming forward, uh, even in the southern Ontario area, where churches are working together uh, for the common purpose of the gospel. 
and um it's just it's just great to see and there's so many different uh manifestations of that but uh, this is just one of them but what a what a valuable thing can't wait looking forward to it and churches working together wow it kind of sounds like that's part of the gospel amazing huh <laughs> all right we'll be back in just a moment thanks brett for being with us we're live at harvest bible chapel in oakville ontario when we come back robbie simons lead pastor at harvest bible chapel and paul martin is a pastor here in the gta and we're going to have an opportunity to chat with him about his work at grace fellowship church and his work with the gospel coalition don't go away you're listening to lifeline on wdcx it's brought to you by real estate professional eden Maskinow. got something to say but can't call in send an email to lifeline at wdcxradio.com Really looking forward to upcoming conversation here about the Gospel Coalition and uh, its work here in, in Ontario and its work all over the world. So I guess the first question is going to be, what is the Gospel Coalition? We're going to get to that in just a moment. Robbie Simons is lead pastor at Harvest Bible Chapel here in Oakville, and Paul Martin uh, pastors a church here in the Toronto area called Grace Fellowship Church. But guys, it's great to have you with us, both of you. Nice Thanks to be for here. having us. Uh, somebody, uh, Brett made a joke about you being tall. Earlier. That is true. I am tall. Yeah. And, and I'm a little jealous, actually. So I'm and coming clean be. on the air. I'm, <laughs> I'm confessing right now. Could spare a few inches. That would be great. I would enjoy that. In any case, uh, you've been a pastor here in the Toronto area for how long? 15 years. Yeah. We planted Grace Fellowship Church 15 years ago. All right. And Robbie, you've been pastoring Harvest Bible Chapel for 11 years. Yep. Just over 11 last month. Okay. Have you guys known each other that whole time? Probably, what, for about five or six years? Yeah, about that long, yeah. Yeah, okay. and I also, when I first saw Paul, was says, yes, he is much taller than I am as well. I know. It's just, in, it, you know. Kind of intimidating, isn't it? Yeah, yeah very. Yeah, yeah actually. It, and your son, Zach, <laughs> said he'd, he'd kill for that height, you know? <laughs> he did. We're all coming clean today. Yeah. Well, um, looking forward to digging in here, talking about what the Gospel Coalition of Ontario is. But just before we even get to that, let's hear a little bit about your own ministries. I mentioned the name of your church, uh, Paul, obviously, is Grace Fellowship Church here in Toronto. We know a little bit more about Robbie's church because we hear about Harvest Bible Chapel every day on DCX. But um, describe what's going on at your church, and, and you've been pastoring for quite a while. You said how many years now? 15 years. 15 years? Uh, yeah, that we yeah. planted the church 15 years ago. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we're in a part of the city that at one time was the murder capital of Canada. And Rexdale nice. is a nice neighborhood. The Lord's been doing great things there. We're thankful for that. Uh, we started with six people there uh, meeting in homes. Over the years, the Lord grew the work. We've been able to plant three other churches, and our goal is to plant again. So we're targeting the city of Toronto and doing what we can to just start new churches, new works. Our church is... Uh, about uh, 250 people, small church, mm-hmm. uh, very community-oriented, community-based. Uh, we, we rent space in a Christian school, have our offices there. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're very thankful for what the Lord has done. We've seen people converted. We see people get discipled, uh, changed, their lives take off for the Lord. Uh, it's been really cool to see what the Lord has done. And I, mm-hmm. I'm a Toronto boy, so I was born and raised here. Right came back to the city about 17 years ago and to see what has happened in our city over the last 15 years in particular the last 10 years is really remarkable there's so much like more. what well uh i would say 15 years ago it was hard to name on one hand five and maybe i'll get in trouble for saying this but you know five really strong healthy growing churches where now i could probably name you 20 hmm. or 25 
if I thought about it, and it seems more all the time, and I'm finding more all the time too, because there's a lot of these plants that are coming, you know, out of the woodwork a little bit, and we're starting to make connections and learn what's actually going on in other places in the city. So it's a joy. I, this is the city I pray for, the city I love, uh, millions of people that live here. I just want to see God save all of them. So I love to see what's happening. It's still small, you know. We're we're right. five percent maybe on on the widest definition of Christian of the city of Toronto, but that's a lot better than it was 10 years ago. So I just want to know on the list of 20 or 25, would Harvest Bible Chapel make the cut? I, you know, <laughs> 21. It's just a question. <laughs> and I want to say too, just, uh, you know, from, from Paul and just what he just said is, you know, God's really raised up Paul, I believe, as a leader in this, as a leader for unity surrounding the gospel. And, um, his impact has gone far beyond his immediate church, has impacted me and the people that we get to minister with and disciple here as well. And so I've been really thankful, generally, for Paul and for the others that have kind of surrounded him. And it is great to see God doing stuff. You know, Neil, like for me recently, just as recently as this week, I found myself in New York. I found myself, obviously, in Toronto recently. And I've been, my heart has been breaking for the reality of the lostness of our society, of our world. Like yesterday, I was walking through New York City and the millions upon millions of people who don't know Jesus Christ and God has given me a heart to say, oh, God, what what would we have to do? What would you do to see more lives changed and transformed and to the point we were in the car on the way to the airport yesterday and God mm-hmm. gives an opportunity with a taxi driver to have an honest Jesus Christ-centered conversation of just the gospel. And that's what it's really... So, so enough with the fighting, enough with the things that will divide us unnecessarily. There's truth we have to stand for, 100%. But... In the things that are absolute, can we see the gospel go forward? Because the world's getting darker, but that's when the light of Christ shines brighter. And I think that's why we're here right now. We want to see that in this land. I, I still want to talk about like what the Gospel Coalition is. But let me jump right in because you just sparked something. I had a conversation recently with a friend, and I, and I encouraged this person. I said, listen, when you share your testimony, when you talk about what God has done in your life, make sure you talk about Jesus. Because in my mind, it's, it's perfectly possible to love God, I put that in quotes, love God, talk about God, and, and maybe even, in a sense, worship God, and spend eternity apart from God because you've never had an encounter with the person of Jesus Christ, right? Because the gospel is all about the fact that Jesus came and shed his blood and died so that we could be redeemed, so our lives could be redeemed. There is no salvation found in any other name but the name of Jesus, right? So I, what I'm attaching to here is your conversation with the taxi driver about the person of Jesus. You weren't just talking about God. You're talking about Jesus, and that's, to me, that's, that's the core message of the gospel. Jesus has got to be at the center of that thing. Hundred percent, and I think that's that's a great tie into to the gospel coalition because that's that's what we're centered on, and that's why we're meeting. That's why we're gathering. That's why we want to see more churches united on that which matters most: to proclaim Jesus Christ, Him crucified, and to see people understanding that life is found in Him and Him alone. If more churches, I mean, here's the reality too: we know the temptation in our day is to subtly move away. And in, in, in the fear of man, in the fear of man, in the fear of culture, to start slowly seeing the cores eroded. And that's we say, no, no, we cannot do that. Because one day we'll have to stand before the Lord and give an account for what he, we've done with what he's entrusted to us. And so we want to gather boldness in the Lord, love in Jesus Christ, but proclaim his message. When we were talking earlier, you mentioned a couple times about, you know, just general comments about this day and age that, in which we live. You know, that that's, the, the climate has changed. And, and some people call it like a post-Christian era or whatever. Um, I wonder if churches are more willing to work across denominational lines in one sense because true believers sense 
that the walls are closing in, uh, that people are less sensitive to the things of God or more, maybe more hostile to the things of, uh, that are central to the gospel. I don't want to overstate that, but do you, do you think that has anything to do with it? The churches are saying, look, we need to be in this thing together because the opposition is mounting. Yeah, we were just talking about that a, a moment ago. Robbie and I were saying how in Canada in particular, where there's less, uh, just fewer Christians overall, uh, it's a little more difficult to get in your little tribe and, and exist there. And there's a little more impetus to look outside and say, is there anybody else here? And a lot more joy when you find them. And I think that is the case that um, what the, part of what the Lord is doing is is getting us outside of our little cocoons and helping us to see that, um, you know, I may disagree with you about this little thing and that little thing, but you love Jesus. Like you said, Neil, that brought joy to my heart because I think you're dead on. And, you know, Paul said this is of first importance, right? That Christ died for our sins. Mm-hmm. And somehow Christ seems to get out of the gospel sometimes, uh, which is impossible, right? Uh, yeah. Right. And so I think what we're finding is, wow, there's people over here that are very different than me, that their practices are different, whatever, but they love Christ. And we want to be together on that mission with those folks. You're going to say something. Well, you know what? You know what? In one sense, scares me. In another sense, excites me tremendously. Is we're living in a day where the reality is living for Christ. Let's say up here in Canada, for sure, the cost is increasing with each day. It's subtle, but it's real. Mm-hmm. And more and more, the agenda against Christ followers is growing. So that means, so in a sense, we get fearful. But the exciting part is, this is really going to now point out who's in and who's not. This right. is really going to decide: Are you willing to live? Because now we're actually having to start to. If I stand for Christ, the verbal persecution is there instantly. If I stand for Christ, that he's the only way to salvation. Are you, are you kidding me? You actually believe that? If I stand for Christ, that means I stand for truth, that sin is called sin. And But I get fired up because now the church should become more pure. And those who are not real, they will kind of fall to the side, but those who are. And so every person who walks into this church, I can speak for, and is standing for the truth of God and for mm-hmm. the glory of God, they're going to shine a light that might have been different 25 years ago because their understanding of what is at stake is now more in, in, in their face, is more reality to them. And that's when the church, I think, will become a praying church, a humble church, a God-dependent church, a, a seeking God's glory church, a sacrificial church, a generous church. I say, what is this life truly about? And as a pastor, I get pretty excited about that. Yeah. Well, Paul, let me ask you. you uh, you've been kind of the coordinator of this thing for... The Ontario Regional Chapter, I think that's the, what you're calling. Uh, the Gospel Coalition is kind of an international thing, sort of based in the States, but you guys got active up here. And what prompted you to say, I want to be a part of helping to lead this thing? Well, what prompted me were some dear brothers, uh, Pastor John Mahaffey at West Highland Baptist Church uh, in the Hamilton area, Pastor Dwayne Klein. These guys had started the Gospel Coalition here. And I think began to see that for this to really work, there needed to be a broader uh, constituency. And so invited myself and some others to come and help brainstorm about where we might take this. And very, I just think, uh, really, they put the the gospel into action and and invited others to have leadership. And so, uh, although they're still a part of that, and we're very grateful they are, a number of men have come together, pastors in the area who are eager for these same things. Toronto is the most culturally diverse city in the world. We ought to be able to see that reflected in something like a gospel coalition, and so we're beginning to see that. Uh, the southern Ontario region, there's, there's a great history here of solid churches, and so we're trying to tap into this as well. And I think, uh, I, I, I guess personally, reading uh, Arnold Dalimore, who was a Canadian, wrote a, a biography of George Whitfield. And if you trace the life of Whitfield, he was known for this 
ecumenical, if I could use that term in the very best way, this ecumenical spirit where he was always looking for true believers, whatever stripe they might be. Mm-hmm. And that was a deep influence on me personally to see that spirit and see how it modeled Christ and the gospel and gave me a lot of impetus to begin pursuing that in my own life. And so running into guys like Robbie and others who are kind of outside of my initial tribe, if you can put it that way, um, really has just been a deep encouragement. And, and so in, in this room of, of a leadership core, you've got a, a wide variety of guys, but they're all the same on that level, wanting to look outside of themselves and, and wanting to really focus in on what the gospel is and how we're living the gospel out. I, I hear what you're saying, and I know what you're saying, but let me let me bring this up for a minute. When I was growing up, and I, I came to Faith in Christ in 1970, June 25th, 1974, but I, I was born in 1960, so I grew up, you know, in the church. I heard a lot described about the end times and everything else. I remember as a kid hearing the term, the ecumenical movement, you know, and I'm freaked out by that. There truly was an effort to bring people of all kinds of various religions together and just sort of agree to disagree. And, and I'm not going to we're not going to bring up the differences. We're going to find what, what unites us, peace and love and harmony and all this stuff. But what I found when I became an adult and mature Christian, when I started looking at what that really looked like in, in the eyes of the world, then Jesus wasn't central to that because he wasn't welcome in that conversation. Mm-hmm. When you said using ecumenical in the best sense of the word, you're talking about people who truly know and love the Lord Jesus Christ being willing to look away from doctrinal dif- differences to focus on the fact that Jesus has to be central. And that's a non-negotiable. So I don't know if you guys want to comment on that because... Um, just just so people get the impression of what's going on here. This isn't like peace, love, and harmony. Let's just all get together. It's about standing for something that actually is very narrow and controversial. I mean, the, the road that leads to salvation is narrow, right? And, and Jesus said, I am the only way. That is not a popular message in our culture. So on the one hand, we totally herald you. On the other hand, I want to make sure people understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah, that's great. So this organization is called the gospel coalition and that really defines us it's not you know the worldwide movement of people that don't believe anything uh but it's 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 (laughs) the so great man (laughs) that's funny (laughs) but it is a gospel coalition and so we're centered on that gospel and if you go on the gospel coalition website for instance you'll see a very robust theological statement that anyone who's going to be a part says yeah that's what i would believe and that's what i would hold to and so it's if you center that on the person of Jesus, you're absolutely right. And we believe, obviously, in the core doctrines of Christ, his deity, his divinity, uh, his substitutionary atonement, what he's done for sinners on the cross. This is, this is the core of who we are. And I think that's what makes this movement so exciting. Um, when, when Paul wrote the gospel in Romans, you know, it's interesting that when he finishes those first 11 chapters so thick on what the gospel is and in such detail and then moves in chapter 12 and 13 to how love is going to work itself out but then goes to chapter 14 where he begins to describe there's going to be weaker brothers stronger brothers don't judge your brother right Mm -hmm. Um, because you're sharing in the same christ and i think that's what the gospel coalition is is attempting to do is saying we're going to look at each other and say "Mm, i'm i wouldn't this secondary matter here i can disagree with you on the the what you understand for baptism, for instance, mm-hmm. um, is perhaps different than what I understand. But we can, you know, agree to disagree on that matter. We probably can't be in the same local church, but we certainly acknowledge that we're in the church, the church of Jesus. And therefore, we want to speak with a unified voice, and we want to cooperate where we're able. And as we do that, I think that brings glory to God, because here are Christians, rather than 
picking fights over every little thing. Here are Christians who are saying, let's do all we can to work together. When Jesus prayed that, that his church would be one, like he was one with his father in John 17, I think it was, it's kind of what you're talking about, I think. And I wonder, Robbie, if you can kind of comment on what Paul just said, because um, it is important for a lost and dying world to see that Christians can get along together. And I think in the past, you know, and no, no, no uh, harm done here for the Baptists or the Presbyterians, but when you see First Baptist Church, Second Baptist Church, First Presbyterian, Second Presbyterian, who cares what the denomination is? People have seen, now there's hundreds upon hundreds of Christian denominations. All it looks like to, to lost people, I think, is that, that we just disagree a lot. They need to see us agreeing upon something. And, and I don't know, you know, if Paul's accurate in, in the way he's describing this, boy, the world desperately needs to see that we may differ on some things, but we are united on Jesus. And isn't that what this represents even today? I mean, even just our fellowship around this table today, too, and just coming from different places, but we love each other because of Jesus Christ. And I think it's just it's just with humility, but with also with the certainty of truth, is what hills are we choosing to die on? And I've just been so grieved at the amount of hills that believers are willing to die on, sacrificing all sorts of unity over really nothing a lot of the time, or things right. that they have propped up to be these sacred cows that don't go anywhere. And and so the Gospel Coalition was formed, I know, first in the U.S. and now in so many places throughout the world, in a sense, to say, let's stop dividing over the non-essentials and let's gather over the absolutes that we are willing to die for to promote God getting glory in the midst of his church, as you reference, as Jesus praying that we might be one. And so that's, that's what we're trying to do. That's what's exciting. Just before the break here, we're going to need to take a break, but this uh, event you're doing in October, right? It's coming up uh, in the fall. Yeah. Is it open to... All believers is just open to church leaders. Who are you targeting in that? Thing? We want everybody in the world to come. Okay. All right. Everyone in the world is invited. That's awesome. <laughs> we may not be able to fit them, but we'll try. I mean, right. it would be designed for, obviously, right, appealing to leaders or, like, coming up-and-coming leaders as well, but it's, it's not exclusive as well. Okay. Yeah. We'll have details on it. It's happening in October here in the GTA. But some of you who are listening right now may want to be a part of this conversation. And if you have questions about participation in the gospel coalition what it stands for why this is all happening right now you are welcome to join us you may even just want to comment on some of the things that have been shared here you're welcome to do that by calling us at 1-800-684-2848 800-684-2848 in the greater buffalo area 8835000 got pastor paul martin with us he pastors the grace fellowship church here in the gta also robbie simons who's pastor, lead pastor here at Harvest Bible Chapel in Oakville and a programmer on WDCX. So if you want in, we'd love to hear from you, and maybe even some pastors or Christian leaders who are listening who have something to say about all this, we'd love to have you join us. 1-800-684-2848 or 883-5000. We'll be back in just a moment with more live from Harvest Bible Chapel in Oakville, Ontario. Let's hear from you. By the way, you can also text us toll-free at 866-883-2030. All right, you're looking for someone to deal with heating and cooling issues in your home. The expert to talk with is Chad Savage of JC Mechanical. Got something on your mind? Share it with Neil. Call toll-free 800-684-2848 or in the Buffalo area, 883-5000. All right, let's get back to it here. Robbie Simons and Paul Martin with us. We're talking about the Gospel Coalition uh, I don't even know, oh, but let me, let's go back to the details for a minute before I go on, because we don't want to go too far without letting people know that they really can come. And uh, Paul invited the whole world to come. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it, the gospelcoalition.org is the website. It's October 16th and 17th. 
I think it's happening at a Korean church in, in the GTA. Yongnok Korean Presbyterian Church, yeah. And that'll be on the east side of the city. Lots of free parking. Isn't that cool just in and of itself? Yeah. Korean Presbyterian Church. I love that. That's great? very cool. Yeah. Uh, I noticed, I don't have the website up in front of me, but Don Carson is coming. Isn't he one of the organizers or the... Yeah, Dr. Gospel Carson. Coalition in the States. Yeah, Dr. Carson is uh, with Tim Keller, one of the leaders of the Gospel Coalition in the U.S. We also have John Newfeld coming. Uh, John is um, the radio voice of Back to the Bible. Yes, we had him in studio with us recently. Wow. Yeah, Great awesome time. man of God. Yeah. Our own Robbie Simons will be there. We're excited for that. And Mark Clark, who's a pastor of the Village Church out in British Columbia. So along with all those guys, I think we're up to 12 workshops, a number of great workshops. And uh, the theme of the conference, taken from the book of Isaiah, Revive Our Hearts, uh, the gospel from the book of Isaiah. So each of the plenary sessions will be based out of that. And really, that's what we want, Neil, is we, we really are desirous that God would graciously use this conference to spark revival in southern Ontario. True revival, not, um, you know, revival this Friday at 9 p.m., but the true work (laughs) of the Spirit that comes when you least expect it and does real work in the lives of Christians, awakening them to their need of God and their need to be near God, and the reviving work of drawing the lost into the church. Kind of a controversial question of sorts, but I don't mean it that way. Do you think that some of the problem problems that the church is facing today has anything at all to do with the separatism that we embraced at one point like you know as a kid growing up couldn't be a part of you know certain organizations and um i really had no non-christian friends i was i was at church seven seven days a week it seemed like every time the doors were open i was there and there was this mentality for years, I think in the 50s and 60s, especially maybe a little bit into the 70s, that Christians didn't hang out with non-believers. And I remember even as a pastor then, just, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, telling people to invite their unsaved friends to a particular event. And most of them said, well, I don't even know who I'd invite because I don't really have any non-believing friends. And so somewhere along the line, believing we were doing the right thing, pursuing holiness, Christians invented, you know, Christian coffee shops and Christian baseball leagues and, and Christian universities and Christian radio and Christian media and all that stuff, Christian bookstores, and it's like we began to live in a bubble and lost our connection with the world in one sense. And, and I, I guess what, what I'm getting at is should we be surprised that we live in, quote, a, a post-Christian era because we kind of abandoned uh, the world in, in which we were supposed to be shining the light, right? He called us to be light and darkness, salt of the earth. I don't know. I'm not throwing stones at the church. I'm just, just a comment. I wonder if you guys would kind of respond to that, help us understand what your thoughts are. Well, I'd just say that, too. Like, I mean, here as a pastor here at Harvest, we, like, I'm, I'm convinced of this, Neil, that if, 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 you are, if you are following the Lord by his word, if you are filling your life with prayer and dependence, if you are seeking to have a life of worship and, and the Spirit of God working through you, I don't know how... Um, you could ever not want to share the message of the gospel that has saved you from the kingdom of darkness, that has transferred your life from from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. Like, like I, I think it's that simple in some ways, that like if God is real in you, and I say this to our people all the time too, that the Holy Spirit's never saying to you, shh, don't talk about Jesus. Like right. The Holy yeah. Spirit will never, ever do that. He's never ashamed of Jesus Christ. And so our evangelism strategy here where we are, and I think we want to see this throughout the Gospel Coalition Church, and all stuff too is just it's not some big campaign it's the people 
It's the people of God who love Jesus Christ and therefore they desire to express their faith. And we've seen that here. I can speak for Oakville anyways. We've seen here over and over and over again a longing for the lost because the God is at work in your life and you have to speak out. Now it's fearful at times, right? but the boldness that God gives. And I just commend our listeners even right now. You're listening right now. If you sincerely ask the Lord to work through your life and you're seeking him in humility, you're trying to get the sin out of your heart and you want to see God... I believe he's going to answer that prayer and he will give you the boldness beyond yourself to share the message of Christ. And that's what we need to do in the church today. It's so desperately needed in our day. Uh, And the strength to walk alongside people who are still resistant to the gospel because I don't know how you feel about this, but I think one of the things that's turned people off to Christianity in the past is what you you called a campaign evangelism. And I'm not picking on any campaign per se, but the mentality that Lost people are projects, you know, that we should try to meet them. Hi, you know, uh, my name's Neil, uh, and I want you to know, sir, that God has a wonderful plan for your life. And if you were to die tonight, you sure go to heaven. If he wasn't interested, move on to the next one. But, you know, uh, I don't see that that's what we've been called to in the gospel. I think that the willingness to love somebody into the kingdom, ultimately uh, winning the opportunity to share Christ and and begin to answer their questions when they ask them. I'm mean, thinking about, um, you know, the sanctifying Christ as Lord in your hearts and always being prepared to make a defense, being prepared to make a defense, mm-hmm. you know, for the hope that's in us um, when somebody asks us, but to do it with gentleness and respect. Boldness, we definitely need boldness, Robbie, but at the same time, um, and maybe either one of you can comment on this, the idea that... Um, Lost people are not projects. They're people that whom, whom Jesus died for. We need to get in there and love them. Nabil Qureshi, who's one of the guys who works at Ravi Zacharias Ministries, was a Muslim growing up. But he had somebody who tenaciously loved him and, and was committed to being his friend, whether or not he ever accepted Jesus. God used that love to help melt his heart, break him down. And today he's a powerful evangelist in the Amen. kingdom of God. But somebody was willing to walk alongside him is what I'm... And, you know, will we have the perseverance... To continue to be bold, but to continue to love them through this process. Shouldn't we be about that, right? Yeah, well, first of all, don't you just love when Robbie talks like that? That just makes me, that's why I like I him, and that's why I like the Gospel Coalition right <laughs> there. Uh, but I, I think, too, Neil, you know, you think about the Lord Jesus when he was on the earth. He was never desperate and never needing the great campaign. He was relationally connected to people over the long term and was willing if I could put it this way, to settle for a pebble in the shoe on occasion of just a little bit of truth here and let that truth work itself out over time. And I think, yeah, we have forgotten that in many ways. And maybe we did go a little bit astray there out of our fear of the world and forgot how to just be in the world. We were guilty of that as a family. I felt very early when I had little children, I was just so scared of what might happen with my kids. And right. and then you start to get involved in your community and you find out, you know, a lot of people are really just good people. They don't know Jesus yet, but they're not the big bad boogeyman. You can actually know them and they can be your friends and you can be involved in their lives. And I, I love my unbelieving friends and I pray for them and I pray that God would save them. Uh, and I think what Robbie said too, if, if our hearts are on fire for the Lord, we're really thinking about what God has done for us in Christ. You can't help yourself. You got to start talking about the Lord. Yeah. And when you were talking, Robbie, I was thinking about um, when, when we really love Jesus, our hearts are broken for lost people, you know, and that's, so then that's where the boldness fits in because we're passionate, right, about telling them. I'm picturing a blind individual walking towards a cliff. And if we care for them, then we're going to cry out to them. You know, you're, you're, you're approaching harm and danger. It could take your life. What's, 
anybody who truly knows and loves the Lord knows that we're talking about eternity here, right? So, well, that's called urgency, right? Yeah. So that's where, like, I mean, it, boldness is so entirely biblical. I mean, that's just all throughout the early church. It's all throughout the New Testament. It's right. like the Spirit of God, when it comes, He comes, He brings boldness to our hearts and our lives. And so the urgency out of love. But let's be clear, too, that at times our love for Christ will lose friendships. Like, there will be people who won't simply want to. I face that sometimes. If I truly love the person, I can be friends with them year after year after year. If I never share truth with them, that's not love. Right. That's not love. I mean, imagine the amount of people, two neighbors with Christians and stuff, they get to the end, they're staying for the Lord, they're apart from Christ, and right. they're going to look over someone and say, you didn't even tell me. Like, how many Christians are doing that? Okay, so this, this cab driver yesterday, he's been driving this for years and years. He says, I've, nev- I've met, I've met uh, Hindus, Muslims, I've never met a Christian. You don't think Christians are in his cab? Well, he said he never met Christians who talked to him about their faith wow. in the cab. And you don't think Christians have ridden with him? Of course they have. But I was like, they probably just never said anything. Why? Fearful? I don't know. Right. I don't know. That, see, that's not love. And so that's the part we need to balance with. It's the grace, but it's the truth as well to love people enough to say, Jesus Christ is the answer. You know, sometimes you hear uh, Christian organizations saying, we're going to... Uh, to begin a work in a, in a nation where, where very few people have ever heard the name of Jesus. And I sometimes kind of say, well, come on, this is the age of the Internet. There's kids running around Sierra Leone with smartphones. Like, you know, phone companies and stuff are handing them out. They're trying to get the world addicted to text messaging and its marketing campaigns. I mean, we live in a, in a media-driven world now. And how far would you have to go to never hear the name of Jesus? But if what you're saying is true, Robbie, and I agree... Some, some, they may have heard it as a swear word, right? Um, or in some negative context of watching a secular media report. But has anyone ever actually talked to, to them about the life-changing power of the Lord Jesus Christ and spent time explaining what Christ has done for us and how he's the way back to God? And on that level, I could see that there's a, probably millions upon billions in the world that have never heard of Jesus that way. I love your story about the taxi driver, man. It's it, it phenomenal. Was, it was encouraging. You know what? We ended like I was with one of my other pastors, and it was funny because in our in our cab we had actually three pastors with us, and the guy looks at me, he goes, "I got the whole church in my car right now," you know, <laughs> and uh, able to hand him a gospel of John and to pray for him at the end. His name was Casey, and yeah. I I tell you, like he was he was visibly moved, and just when that happens, though, you're so encouraged. Like God, help me to do this more. I fail all the time at this, yeah. and so loving people. In that way, grace coming alongside. And again, I think, again, with this conference that we're, we're seeking to see grow and see seeds of revival to say this is what happens with the little by little. But now's the time, loved ones, all, the, all you who are listening, like now's the time to really sit down and say this life's going to be over quick. Mm-hmm. And so let us use the talents God has entrusted to us that he might say, uh, well done. I remember a story that one of the pastors in Western New York told. He pastors probably the largest church in Western New York. And he was with one of the pastors from probably the second largest church in Western New York. It doesn't matter who. but um, So they got together with a bunch of young pastors. And somebody in the crowd kind of said, you know, it's just so hard planning a church. It's hard getting started. And, and then sometimes, you know, a family will come and check out our church. But then they end up leaving and going to your church because you've got all the established children's ministry programs and everything. And uh, he said, you know, are we really necessary? Do you need us? Like, are are we just wasting our time here? Shouldn't we all just send our people over to your church and and have a bigger church? What do you think about that? And the pastor of the largest church in Western New York said, "Um, well, let me tell you, that between the two of us here, the two of the larger churches, if you were to add up everybody that we're reaching, we're reaching about 
less than 1% of the entire population of Western New York State. That's right. Which means there's 99% left for you guys, and we need to be in this together because we cannot do this, you know, without cooperation. And so, Robbie, you pastor, you know, an above-average church in terms of attendance, fairly large church here at Harvest Bible Chapel. God has been blessing. Um, and, Paul, you pastor a church that's much more normal in size, although I think, according to records in North America, you're, you're bigger than the average church, you know, at several hundred, because I think the average is like less than a hundred. It is, yep. Yeah. So, um, I mean, both of you pastor fairly large churches, but uh, you're in this thing together. It doesn't matter if you're pastor of a mega church or a church of a hundred people. Unless we cooperate together in the body of Christ, we can't hope to really make the kind of headway we need to make. Yeah, and I would say, I'd speak quickly, and then you can talk, Paul, but... Um, you know, the greatest method of evangelism is the church. It's planting churches. I'm convinced of that. And so we're seeking to be a church planting movement. And we desire to join with other churches. We want to encourage other churches too. Mm-hmm. And God has graced us with certain things here at Oakville. But our vision is not to become a certain size. Our vision here is how can we be a strong encouragement to see seeds of revival sown throughout this nation. I'm burdened for, for Canada. You know, I'm burdened for the U.S., but I'm burdened for Canada. And that's what's going to happen. So I was in one of our church plants last week weekend and I, I thought to my i'm sitting there and the church is um is packed with people and there's a hunger a year ago neil that church didn't exist see mm-hmm. that's the answer for this nation it's one by one uh men being raised up by god men and women fired up for the lord jesus christ used by him to see disciples made churches grow and planted all throughout mm-hmm. and that's again why the gospel coalition exists see others god is raising up to do the same and so it's not about one church or a couple churches this is about as you said neil the church. You say something, Paul. Well, I, <laughs> I'd be glad to. Thank you, Robbie. <laughs> it's always fun to follow Robbie Simon. <laughs> I think no pressure. What you're, what you're identifying, though, Robbie, is that the best kind of church planting, which is we're not just setting up shop next door to Harvest Oakville to rob Harvest Oakville of all their Christians, right? But it's those guys who are going out and willing to go to communities where there's not that great gospel presence and are really seeking to see conversion growth, if we want to use those terms. And I know that, you know, Christians will come from other places. They'll be burdened to help, all those kinds of things. We would have been dead in the water without some really strong families that came to help us early on. And when we plant churches, we always try to send mature people to go and, and to help. But there is this lovely desperation when you're a tiny little church and you're trying to make a go of it that is very uh, brings into focus the gospel again in a wonderful way. Like, we need to tell people about the Lord if this thing is going to work. And I think that's, that's a good motivation. It's not the final motivation. The glory of God ought to be that. But it's helpful and healthy sure. in all those kind of good ways. Well, I don't know exactly where you're at if you're listening today. Some of you may be entirely thrilled by a conversation like this because you share the same kind of heart and you have a passion to see this kind of thing happen here in southern Ontario. As I mentioned, the Gospel Coalition is a is an international organization of churches coming together um, based out of the U.S., but uh, now springing up in churches and uh, in participation here in Canada as well. But some of you, so I was saying, some of you may be thrilled by this kind of conversation. Others are just experiencing discouragement right now. You may pastor a kind of a small church and you kind of feel like you're alone. Um, you haven't felt like you're um, surrounded by others who share a passion to make sure that the gospel is central uh, and, and that may be a result of what's happening in your community or just because of uh, situations that have arisen in your own ministry. But, you know, you find yourself discouraged today. I don't know where you're at, but we're here to say that God is still alive and he's well and he's sitting on his throne. And his Amen. desire is to bring lost people to himself. And he's invited us to participate with him in the process. So wherever you're at today, you may have a question, a comment, 
<laughs> whatever's on your heart regarding what we're describing here, you are more than welcome to join us. So I've unlocked the phone lines, and if you want to jump on board with any kind of a question or comment, feel free to do that. It's 1-800-684-2848. In the greater Buffalo area, 883 1-800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Let's get some feedback from you. You may also have questions about the Gospel Coalition Conference that's coming October 16th and 17th to the GTA. You're fair game to ask those kinds of questions as well. We will continue in just a moment. 1-800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Back with Robbie Simons and Pastor Paul Martin in just a moment. You're listening to Lifeline here on WDCX. Brought to you by the number one real estate agent in the Niagara region. His name is Steve Dubay. This is a great conversation. Just imagine how cool it would be if Neil knew what you had to say about it. Call him at 716-883-5000. Or toll free, 800-684-2848. Thanks for being with us. You're listening to Lifeline here on WDCX. Robbie Simons is lead pastor at Harvest Bible Chapel in Oakville. You can hear him daily on WDCX, weekday mornings on Live in the Light at 11.30, and then Sunday morning, 7.30 on WDCX. You can hear him as well. And Pastor Paul Martin, pastors the Grace Fellowship Church here in the GTA. you got four kids, huh? I do. Four lovely kids. And a wonderful wife named Susan. Yeah. How many kids do you have, Robbie? Four. Four as well. Oh, that's a popular number around here. Guess so. Do you have to have four kids to be in the Gospel Coalition? Absolutely. (laughs) Get to work, people. (laughs) Minimum, eh? Minimum four. We've only got three. We can do this. All right. <laughs> Let me get to Carolyn real quick. 1-800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hello, Carolyn. How are you doing? Hi. You're on with hi. Robbie and Paul. Hi. What's up? Oh, hi, Robbie and Paul. Well, hi. I, I, I've been a Christian for a while now, and uh, actually 1986 was when I made an adult decision to serve Jesus. And I traveled around a lot, going to various churches and all. But in, inside of my heart, I always felt that we sh- should be one denomination, like make us one, Lord, make us one. Because everywhere I went, I found Christians. It didn't matter what church I was going to, as long as they were Bible-believing. There was a huge connection there. So my comment was this coalition is awesome. But I, at Easter time, I was very encouraged. I went to a Catholic play, the Passion Play, and one of the 16-year-old girls in the high school Sang on um, in Christ alone, you know that new that news chorus that we sing in Christ alone, yes, yep, yep, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And then in my home church, we sang it too. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing! Like Christ crosses even like Catholic and Protestant. Do you know what I mean? I felt in that moment, that Easter moment, I felt such a cool connection it didn't matter that i was in a catholic church or watching a catholic play per se on paper that we were both meditating and worshiping on that beautiful the message of that song in christ alone it was just a testimony i just feel like you're on a roll well let me just say before they comment if they want to comment but carolyn thank you for the call um the lyrics to that song obviously focus on the gospel message, that it's only through Jesus Christ that we can find salvation. Now, as a Baptist minister, I used to get asked a lot, um, you know, what do you think about Catholics? Can they be saved? Well, you know, here's the answer. Here's the answer I would give. The reality is, who are you trusting for salvation? 
you know, is it is it uh, religion? Is it tradition? Is it good works? What is it? And and what I felt convicted to say whenever I was asked that question was, you know, obviously there are Catholics who know and love the Lord Jesus Christ, and if their faith is in Jesus Christ alone for salvation then they have a relationship with God because that's what Jesus makes available to us, the opportunity to know God through the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, do I find things that I disagree with doctrinally in the Catholic Church? Of course, as a Baptist minister, obviously there are things I disagree with. I mean, obviously, um, uh, uh, Martin Luther had some things to say when he nailed his 95 theses uh, on the wall, on the door there. At, uh, uh, but, you know, Here's the thing. I, I pastored a church where I knew that for sure that every Sunday morning there were people sitting in the pews who did not know Jesus. They were coming to a Baptist church and called themselves Baptist, uh, or at least participated in our worship, and did not know the Lord Jesus Christ. Just because you walk in the door at Harvest Bible Chapel or because you walk in the door at Grace Fellowship Church and you listen and you sing the songs and you come to the fellowship suppers and, and play on the softball team doesn't mean that you're going to heaven. It's all about do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? And that's the point that we truly have to emphasize. So I don't know how you guys would respond to it. It is exciting, though, to get around people who truly know and love the Lord and then are kind of surprised to find out that they come from some denomination that we didn't think uh, really focused on Jesus. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and I think that's where a, an organization like the Gospel Coalition can really serve the church broadly because a part of the mandate of the Gospel Coalition would be to remind us of what the Gospel is and what it takes to know God through Christ. And so there's a lot of confusion, like you say. In fact, it seems that more and more the, the name on the door of a church means very little, um, depending on the church, as to what is really believed and taught there. But what we do know is that Paul said the gospel was the matter of first importance, that Christ died for our sins and was raised. And unless people hear that message, they'll never believe that message. And unless they believe that message, they'll not know God. Yeah. Uh, so ultimately, and let me just say this to any, anyone who's listening, to interpret if I heard you correctly, and, and I underscore it with this, if, if you attend a particular church, it means nothing about whether or not you know the Lord. Attendance at church means nothing. I would prefer that anyone who's listening be in a Bible-believing church where the true message of the gospel is taught consistently. But um, church membership, affiliation with a particular denomination means nothing. The only question is, upon whom have you placed your faith and trust? Is it, you know, an idea, a warm-hearted idea? Is it Helen Steiner Rice greeting cards? You know, what, what, is, what exactly is your hope and trust in? Because if it's not in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ and him alone, uh, the Word of God says you don't really know God. Uh, Robbie, I know it sounds harsh, but that is the gospel message. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, truth by definition is going to be exclusive and it's going to be offensive at times. And I think one of the things I've had to really wrestle with, too, is that there is no real unity without truth. I mean, we just pause on that just for a second. I mean, just think about it. There is no real unity without truth. I think there's lots of attempts at unity and, you know, part of the movements in the past. So, can't we all just be friends? Well, and people say, can't we all just get along? The answer is honestly no. <laughs> like, like on some level, like truth will divide. And that's why Christ came. I mean, he, his unity around his truth and his gospel, a lot of people didn't like that. And so there is an element that, that it's, it's, it's not going to work. But then when we unify ourselves, when we define is the gospel revealed by 
Scripture and the Word of God alone, as we see there, then that's where it gets very, very exciting. And so, so that's why I love the Gospel Coalition, because it does define that. We rally around that, which all, we all agree upon, and we're able to move forward in clarity and unity and fervency, then, for these things that we know God guarantees to bless. One of the artists we play here on WDCX, Matt Marr, is a Catholic, and the words to his songs, I believe, are so clear in the presentation of the gospel that I am thrilled to play Matt Marr music on my program. His life uh, and his message and his testimony have inspired many, including me. Um, There are truly Catholics who know the Lord Jesus Christ, and there are truly people in every other denomination who say, I'm a Baptist, I'm a Presbyterian, I'm a Lutheran, just put the label, I'm a charismatic, whatever it is, and they don't know the Lord because their faith and trust isn't in Jesus. So let's focus on who Jesus is and how it is um, that we can come to know God, which is one way, through the person of Christ himself. Carolyn, thanks for your call. We'll take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Robbie Simons is with us. Pastor Paul Martin as well. The Gospel Coalition is having a major event in Toronto, October 16th and 17th. You're welcome to be a part of it. More details on that. If you want to join us, 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Today's program brought to you by the fear-free dentist, Dr. Francis Long. Serving New York State and Southern Ontario, you're listening to 99.5 WDCX FM Buffalo, WDCX HD1 Buffalo, and WDCZ AM 970 Buffalo, WDCX AM 990 Rochester, and WDCX HD1 Rochester, and WDCD AM 1540 Albany. This is Lifeline with Neil Boron. To join the conversation, call 883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Hey, thanks again for being with us. Got a few minutes left here as we get ready to wrap up with Pastor Paul Martin of Grace Fellowship Church in the Toronto area and Robbie Simons, who's lead pastor here at Harvest Bible Chapel in Oakville. Just two of, of a whole bunch of guys who are working together. It's not just you two guys. You had a meeting here at Harvest Bible Chapel earlier today, right? Yeah, we did. It was great to draw some brothers together and just talk about what the Lord has done. We kind of recapped the last year, actually. Uh, this all started just over a year ago when we, a small group of us, met and began to pray and dream about what the Lord might do. And then as the year has progressed, it's gained real momentum and the conference has been coming together in, in great shape. So it's been great to see what the Lord can what do. What was it? I mean, did you get the sense? Because sometimes when you get people together in a room, uh, pastors are human. They can be a little bit territorial and stuff like that. Maybe some aren't so um, keen on the idea yet of the Gospel Coalition. Did you get the feeling that people are like, mm, I think I'm going to check this out a little bit, or that there was an energy and excitement to say we need this? Yeah, I think the, ma- the majority of guys there are very excited about the concept and what the Lord might do. Um, but I agree with you. There's there's always a temptation towards suspicion, right, of what's what's the other guy doing. And, and it, it does require individuals, especially leaders, who are going to kill their pride and not worry about trying to be what they're not, but rejoice in how God is blessing others. And I think when you find a group of men like that and you put them all together in a room, uh, it's intoxicating in the best sense of that word. It's it's joy to be together, and 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 you feed off of it. You really want to be with those brothers. Uh, just even our time in prayer earlier today was a sweet, sweet time to just bow the knee before the Lord with those guys. On October 16th and 17th at a Korean church here in Toronto, uh, what is it called again? Young Nok Presbyterian. Uh, there's going to be a major event called the 
uh, Gospel Coalition Ontario Conference. And if you're listening, you're invited to come. That includes those of you who may be listening in the Buffalo or Western New York area. Jump over the border and come on up and be a part of it. There's no distinction there, right? You're welcome to come if you're American. Boy, I'm out on a limb now. If I'm wrong, stay <laughs> no, home if you're American. We specifically want to invite brothers and sisters from New okay. York. Hey, I married an American, so I would love to have more Americans All right. Come. I love that. My mom's Canadian. My dad's from the U.S. Yeah, so. Very good. Uh, Don Carson will be one of the featured speakers. Dr. John Newfeld of the Back to the Bible ministry. Of course, he's the new uh, host of Back to the Bible. Robbie Simons will be one of the keynote speakers as well. Uh, Robbie, I know that you're looking forward to that. And Mark Clark will be here. And uh, it's going to be a wonderful time of getting together. There's going to be worship by Jody Cross. Love that. So it's a pretty cool event. But from, from your heart and from, you know, uh, your own level of excitement about what's going to be happening, just share why you would like the folks who are listening to consider coming. Paul? Well, I think I'm thinking of the young guy or who's a church planter or, you know, in a small work that's seeking to revitalize that church, that young pastor. This is exactly the place he needs to be where he can be refreshed and encouraged and build relationships. Because the conference itself is, yeah, it's about the teaching and the instruction. But uh, from my perspective, and I, I think Robbie would share this too, uh, so much of it is getting... Um, men that share sim similar convictions about what the gospel is, putting them together in the same room, building allegiances and uh, increasing trust. Uh, I was at a conference in the United States not long ago where we invited all the Canadians to join us after uh, one of these major conferences, and I watched two guys from um, Saskatchewan uh, meet each other, and they thought, oh, you're from Saskatchewan, so am I. Yeah, oh, you're from this town. Oh, I'm from that town, too. They actually, they practically, their backyards practically backed onto each other. They lived in the same neighborhood, never met each other. So mm -hmm. we had to go to a conference in Louisville to meet each other. But that's, that's part of God's good providence, and, and that's what I want to see, too. And so brothers that are doing work in western New York and southern Ontario into Quebec, we anticipate that many of these will be coming. And, and I think people that love the church of Jesus, they're the ones that need to be there uh, to be reminded of what the gospel is and what God has done for us in Christ. I just want you to know, and we'll hear from Robbie in just a second, we'll do everything we can to continue to promote this. Yeah, so it's you. not going to be a one-time conversation. We'll continue to let folks know what's going on and may be in, need to be in touch with you guys over the next few months to continue to remind uh, you know, uh, our, our listeners that the, that the date is coming and that we want them to participate. Robbie, your thoughts about getting people here, your personal invitation. Well, the theme that we're having is like, Lord, revive us. And that, that is the passion of my heart. Like I never wanted to be in ministry. You know, Neil, I tried to run away from it, but God tends to win, right? So, <laughs> so I'm here in ministry and one of the fleeces, so to speak, early on, just kind of get, okay, Lord, if we're going to do this, let's see lives changed. Let's see lives changed for your glory. And that's kind of the, the mission statement for why I'm, I'm in ministry and why I want to be a part of conferences like this, that you would see like, I can't stop asking great things from a God who can do all things. And so how can I pray small prayers? And this is part of what this conference is. In some ways, it's a small, it's a drop in the bucket in, um, in our nation. But what could God do with that? What happens when the spark of passion for Christ, when he's truly our treasure? What happens when people start believing him for things way beyond themselves? What happens when men and women get together to pray for these things? What happens when faith starts to rise in the midst of the darkness and the light starts to shine? So if this is an impetus for that, is this is a beginning? Beginning in a new way of a new chapter for this land, bring it 
on and that's that's the <laughs> yeah. prayer and i'm hoping this is one of many different ways because god is working in the gospel coalition and then beyond the gospel coalition as well i celebrate that and people who love jesus who love his word who love becoming less that he might become more again that's my heart at this time for this and we need it so much i'm noticing on the website it says registration opens april 27th so you can go to the website and check it out and in the next few days get registered, but you may want to spend some time talking to your friends in ministry about bringing some of them along to participate. Again, it's October 16th and 17th here in the GTA, and the place to find all this online is at thegospelcoalition.org. And then uh, you may have to navigate around there just a little bit to make sure you're on the Ontario Regional Chapter, but this is happening here in the GTA, October 16th and 17th. Well, absolutely thrilled to have a chance to chat with you guys today, and uh, you are welcome back, so let's do this again somehow, some way. Uh, before October rolls around, but we'll continue to talk about it and let our listeners know because we're on board 100% with what's happening here. Thanks awesome. so much, Neil. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we appreciate you, man. We yeah. do. Thanks. God yeah. bless you guys. All right, we'll take a break and be back in just a moment. Ravi Zacharias joins us in just a little while. International renowned apologist Ravi Zacharias on Lifeline. Coming up a little bit later, we want to hear from you. Thanks for listening to Lifeline. We'll be back after this from our friends at Tyndale University and Seminary, where the RZIM Summer School is happening this summer.